Hello and welcome to Taking the Stress Out of Sleep. I'm your host James Wilson, also known as the Sleep Geek, founder of Kitmate. And today we're going to talk about pre-sleep rituals. Falling asleep is quite a simple thing from a physiological process. It takes a drop in heart rate, you need to be relaxed, and a drop in core temperature, you need to be cooler. Please note I have said cooler, I have not said cold. But that is what we're trying to create when we are when we are winding down before bed, when we are preparing ourselves for sleep. Now, one of the problems with sleep is compared to other parts of our well-being, so compared to nutrition or compared to exercise, is that you can't force it. You can't make yourself go to sleep. And many, many, many of us that were poor sleepers, we've tried this time and time and time again. One of my earliest memories of a poor sleeper is my dad coming in my room and going, James, will you go to sleep, dear Lord? Will you go to sleep? Just close your eyes, James. Just close your eyes. And I tried. I really tried. It don't work, Dad. It don't work. Desperately closing my eyes, holding my eyes shut. It just did not work for me. For my dad, it did, because he was a good sleeper. That's all he did. But for me, it would not work. And that's what happens when we when we try and force ourselves to sleep. We raise our heart rate. It might even raise our core temperature a little bit, and it makes it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. So we need to make sure that we're not forcing our sleep. So as we're starting our pre-sleep rituals, let's go back to episode three. You know, are we sleeping with our sleep type? If we are, this will make this process a lot, lot easier. Are we working in line with our body's natural rhythm? Is our targeted sleep time in line with our body's natural rhythm? Because that's what we have. We have a targeted sleep time. We do not have a setting stone time. Because if your body is not ready for sleep, going to bed and laying in bed and just looking at the ceiling is forcing sleep and you are not going to fall asleep very easily and even if you do fall asleep you're going to struggle to stay asleep you're going to feel like you've woke up loads and loads during the night so targeted sleep time based around your body's natural rhythm but it's targeted if we're not sleepy at that time we continue to wind down how do we create a healthy pre-sleep routine how do we create these rituals because as well as being about dropping heart rate dropping core temperature this is about consistency of routine this is saying to your body when i do this thing the next thing that's going to happen is sleep. That's what we're trying to create in terms of these pre-sleep rituals. Dropping heart rate, relaxed. Dropping temperature, cooler. Let's start with that one. What can we do to help drop our core temperature? The closest thing you can get to a sleep hack, I hate sleep hacks. I hate, hate, hate the idea that we can hack our sleep. You can't hack your sleep. You can't get by on not meeting your sleep need and you can't trick yourself into falling asleep. But the closest you will ever get to a sleep hack is a bath or shower. When we have a bath or shower, we raise our core temperature slightly. As we step out of the bath or shower, the core temperature drops. So your body's like, I'm ready for sleep. So, so that, that's a great way of preparing yourself in terms of dropping core temperature. If you haven't got time for a bath or shower, you could try putting your feet in a bowl of lukewarm water. Or you could put your feet on a hot water bottle. Now, a little tip um, around the summer. I don't know when you'll be listening to this podcast. But if, you, if you're listening to it around summertime... Just a little tip around around pre-sleep rituals and summer. Often when we're really warm, we're really hot, where we are sweating buckets, we think, I need to really cool down, I need to make myself cold. So you might put something in the freezer, your duvet, your pillow. You know, you might put a packet of peas in the freezer and then put it in bed with you. So if you put a duvet pillow or, or, any, or your bedding in bed with you after they've been in the freezer, it is a problem for two reasons. One. Your body thinks, why am I all of a sudden am I freezing cold? It, it, it could get that adrenaline going. It could get your heart rate going. Makes it less likely for you to fall asleep. Two, when that frozen thing melts, it creates moisture. And when it's really warm, your body heat and the heat of the person sleeping next to you, if you're sleeping in the same duvet, will make that moisture warm. 
hotter. So actually, two, three hours after you've put the, the freezing cold thing in your bed, the sleep environment is now warmer than it was previously. And finally, if you put something from the freezer in your bed, it will create a wet patch. And we all know nobody likes sleeping in a wet patch. So there you go. If, if you want to drop your core temperature, bath or shower, quickest way to do it, roughly about an hour before bed. Next, we're going to talk about one of the biggest mistakes we all make when it comes to our pre-sleep rituals. So many of us will sit on the sofa and we'll feel sleepy. And we'll think, I'm going to go to bed. Then we get up and we start doing stuff. We'll let the pets out for a wee. They come back in, we lock the door. We'll check the dishwasher. Oh, actually, I'll empty this before I go to bed. We'll put the stuff in the cupboards. We'll go into the utility room. We'll look at the washing situation. I could have done with putting a wash on, actually. I'll put it on now just to put time on and I'll, it'll come on in the morning so I can then put it straight in tumble dryer. We'll then go upstairs. We'll brush our teeth. We'll take our makeup off. We'll go into the bedroom. We'll get undressed for bed. We'll put our pyjamas on. We'll get into bed. We'll have a little chat with that person next to us. Then we turn the light off. I can't get to sleep. I wonder why I felt sleepy half an hour ago. And your body is literally screaming at you. Will you make your mind up? Will you make your mind up? The sleep hormones were there. You decided to do wake-up stuff. So as your body, what I gave you was wake-up hormones. And now you are telling me you want to go to sleep. Soz, that is going to take a lot longer now because of the stupid things that you have done. That is what your body is saying to you. So what we should do as we start this pre-sleep ritual is get ready for bed. Put your PJs on, put your fluffy slippers, your dressing gown, get your cuddly toy ready and then start to wind down. Start to do the things that you're going to do to drop your heart rate. Because as soon as you feel sleepy, you can then go to bed and fall asleep. Listen to your body. Sleep is not a number. It's not I need to be in bed for half ten. It's a feeling. I feel sleepy, so I'm going to go to bed. And because I'm ready for bed, I can just go straight to bed. This tip is probably the most powerful piece of advice I give to poor sleepers. Get ready an hour before bed. When you feel sleepy, go to sleep. It's quite simple. So we're ready for bed. What do we consider next? A little tip around falling asleep in front of the TV. So for many of us, because we sleep deprived, we fall asleep in front of the TV. The worst thing you can do. Because you fall asleep in front of the TV. And then something on the TV maybe like makes a loud clattering noise. Or... And you wake up with a start. Or maybe you have an evil partner who, because you've fallen asleep and you're snoring, they stick their finger in your ear to wake you up. These things, though, create adrenaline. You've been woken up with a start. And that adrenaline sits there. And when you try and go to bed, you won't be able to fall asleep. So this is why being ready for bed and then going to bed when you feel sleepy works really, really well. So naps on the sofa at half 10, 11 o'clock at night are not helpful. Go to bed, fall asleep. The next thing we're going to think about is what we are consuming and what are we consuming them on. Now, for many of you, you will have read, if you're poor sleepers, you've read lots and lots of stuff around device usage before bed. And if you listen to some sleep experts, sleep problems didn't exist until 2006 when the smartphone was invented. Before that, everyone slept perfectly. The problem is not us. It's your smartphone. It's your iPhone. It's your Android phone. That device that's making you sleep poorly. It's the, the light it's giving off. It's the blue light. The blue light that mimics the sun. The blue light that mimics the sun, that, that disrupts your body's natural rhythm and convinces your body that it's now daylight. 
More and more, the research is showing that this is a load of bunkum. A load of codswallop. Some great work by Michael Gladysar. If you want to follow someone on social media who talks about this stuff, sign up for his newsletter, where he talks about how blue light devices do not impact on the circadian rhythm the way that we are claiming. Really, you don't need those yellow glasses that take out the blue light, because the blue light that your device is giving off is about 40 lux at 40 centimetres. Now, when we're working with people who have to wake up early, um, and we use light boxes, that might give off 10,000 lux at 50 centimetres. That's quite a difference. It's one thing that mimics the sun, 10,000 lux at 50 centimetres. One thing that is a phone, 40 lux at 4 centimetres. These are not the same, the same things. So the light your device gives off is not really the issue. Just a story to sell some light blocking glasses. The light your device gives off is not impacts on your circadian rhythm as much as the choices you are making about the content you are consuming. If you are on social media looking at what Sanja from school has been up to and you did not like Sanja at school, that will wind you up. She's writing rubbish again. What is her problem? You are getting agitated, raising your heart rate. You're going to struggle to get to sleep then. If you are on your device and you're looking at work emails just before bed, you are not going to sleep well. If you're on your device and you're looking at things that you do for work. So a good example, I was working with a, a premiership football last season on a uh, Friday night. He sent me a message saying, James, I've realised that if I watch the eight o'clock game on a Friday night, I can't sleep the night before our game on a Saturday. I've never known, I've never really thought about this before. Why is it? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I told him. It's because that's your job. So if I watch a football game, as a fan, my reaction is slightly different to him watching a football game as a player. Because he's got the thought of, well, if this team wins, that's good for us. If this team loses, that, that, that's bad for us. What he has on top is he's looking at the game as a professional. He's seeing things that I don't see as a fan. He, he processes it in a different way. To him, to his brain, that is work. Same for me. If I read an article on sleep, some research on sleep before bed, I'm not sleeping because I'm thinking about that, that research in a way that someone else wouldn't think about it because that is my day-to-day -day job. So what are we consuming before bed? What are the things that we are doing? Are they dropping our heart rate or are they increasing our heart rate? But your device has got loads of things on it that can be helpful. It's got podcast apps like the one that you are listening to now. It's got music apps that have got playlists that are designed to help you fall asleep it's got meditation apps it's got things like you know like youtube that has loads of free content on there that will help you sleep better it's got lots and lots of different things that can be helpful to you falling asleep the device is not the problem we need to stop blaming the device the problem is the choices that we make we need to make better choices so what content are you consuming are you watching the news before bed not going to be helpful that will just raise your heart rate. There is no good news in the world at the moment. Are you watching Question Time or Robert Peston or something like that where politicians are shouting at each other and you're getting annoyed because they are a bunch of dipsticks? Then probably stay clear of that before bed. Are you watching crime drama? Are you watching Luther, for example? There was an episode of Luther where someone dropped out of an attic and killed everyone in their bed. That is not going to help you sleep well. Also, if we're thinking about dropping heart rate, dropping core temperature, being relaxed, being cooler, don't watch something with Idris Elba in it, because that man is hot. That man will raise your heart rate. That man will raise your core temperature. So think about what you're watching. Some good examples. Think about watching something funny. What's your favourite sitcom? What's your favourite rom-com? I'm working with someone who was really into Big Bang Theory. 
and they they loved one episode of Big Bang Theory. When we talked about what can we put in your pre-sleep routine that gives you that sense of safety, makes you feel like you're having an emotional cuddle, he said this episode. So every night he watched that episode and that, that taught his body, when we watch this episode of Big Bang Theory, we're going to go to sleep. Brilliant, perfect before bed. Something repetitive. Bake Off, they're going to bake a cake. Match of the day, they're going to play football. You don't need to think about it too much. It allows your mind to wander. Ironically, a lot of the stuff that would be great before bed is on early in the morning. Home's under the hammer. Oh, look, here's someone who's buying a house that's falling down. They think they're going to spend 10 bob on it and they're going to sell it for a million quid. And actually what happens is they lose a fortune. Perfect before bed. So think about, can I watch something more repetitive? Something more funny? Or maybe something trashy? Now, I'm a big fan Married at First Sight, my favourite pre-sleep viewing. And I'll tell you why it works. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen because who would have thought two people who've never met get married and don't get on? Who would have thought that? So I don't really need to concentrate on, on, on that programme too intently. I don't need to be really, really focused on it. I can I can even miss like two or three episodes and and know what's going on. Perfect before bed. And I think the other reason why I find it so reassuring before bed is I'm not them. Whatever's happening in my life, at least I'm not them. At least I'm not unmarried at first sight, showing myself up in front of the nation. Perfect before bed. So have a think about what is the thing that makes you feel soporific? What's the thing that makes you feel sleepy before bed? Whether it's TV, whether it's sound, or whether it's something that you read, it should be funny, it should be repetitive, it should be trashy. You could try other things if you're struggling to drop your heart rate before bed. If you do yoga, if you do Pilates, they can be great. If you do breath work, perfect. Meditation, prayer, awesome before bed. You could try things like box breathing, in for four, hold for four, out for four, rest for four, for four minutes. But it's, it's, it's just trying to get to that point where you drop your heart rate, drop your core temperature, you fall asleep you stay asleep. Remember the 30-minute rules. We talked about the 30-minute rule when we were talking about waking up in the middle of the night in episode two, but also this applies as you go to sleep. So if you're in bed for 30 minutes and not asleep, you need to start again. If your partner is asleep and they are annoying you, you maybe need to do it in a different room. Try listening to something. Try having a better conversation with yourself around your sleep. Try not beating yourself up too much about your sleep. The 30-minute rule still applies as we go to bed. So pre-sleep rituals, it's about dropping your heart rate, dropping your core temperature. It's about being relaxed and about being cooler. So do the things that help you relax. Because remember, if we take the stress out of sleep, we start to sleep better. I'm James Wilson, also known as The Sleep Geek. You can find me on social media at The Sleep Geek. And check out my website, thesleepgeek.co.uk. I hope this has helped. Sleep well.